This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. Do you believe that there is more to you than your physical body or your mind? Perhaps you're wondering, is there more to life than the material world or material needs? Are you interested in exploring and understanding your spiritual nature, but in a way that's not necessarily religious or too woo-woo? Well, in this video, we're going to be teaching the Wu Wei wisdom approach to your spiritual nature, your higher self, your spiritual essence, and how you can awaken and connect to that spiritual strength and wisdom within you. Okay, David, so what is the Wu Wei wisdom teaching on our spiritual side and our spiritual nature? That's a great question, really, because I think we have to spend a few moments defining what we mean by this word spirituality. And I, I find it strange that we have so many words about our thinking and our mind. We call it ego. We call it the inner child. But what do we actually mean by spirituality, gut feeling, intuition, higher self, inner self, inner knowing, essence, some people like to call it a soul, and I'll go on later why I don't like the word soul. But isn't it interesting how we've got all those words? Labels. Labels, yeah. yeah. And, and, and do any of them really grasp it? That's why I prefer the word Shen from the Chinese, Shen. So what is Shen? Hey, something you can't hold. I can't give you a bottle of my Shen. You can't give me a bottle of your Shen. Uh, one of the best ways that I sometimes describe it, if you think of someone you really love, a child, a parent, a partner, a sister, a brother, and just think of them for a moment. And in your mind's eye, just picture them the way you see them physically, the colour of their hair, their eyes, the way they walk and talk and dress. But is that all they are to you? Just sitting here now, just close your eyes and just picture them. And I think they've got something more. Something that you can't grasp, but you know it about them. And when you're with them, you can almost touch it and be aware of it. And that's what I would call Shen. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. Because in the Wu Wei model of finding the balance between your physical self and this Shen is Wu Wei finding that balance between the two. So Shen is uh, spelt. S-H-E-N. And so are you saying, David, that uh, as human beings, we are physical, so our mind and our body, we have our physical energy or physical chi, but we're also shen. So I don't know, would you say that's non-physical or this higher, this indescribable Mm. essence of... um, that, as you say, we can't touch, we can't physically touch or 
physically measure, <laughs> but it is an equal part of us. Is it? Would you say it's like fifty-fifty, or can, I would can say, we know? <laughs> I would say it's yin yang. So I would say in the Wu Wei teaching, the physical side of you is the yang and this Shen side of you. So I would agree with you. Physical is what you can touch, yeah. what you can feel, what you can see. The yin, the non-physical, is this essence, this spirit, this this whoever this power is. And I believe and I teach that this is perhaps really the fundamental teachings of all of these videos is to understanding to get a hold of that Shen nature that you have. In fact, you know, when we talk about red light feelings and emotions and, and anxiety and depression and all of that, that in, in, in Taoism, that's called Shen disturbance. Shen disturbance. So your Shen is being disturbed. You're not connecting to your Shen properly. And that's what the red lights are telling you. In that moment, when you get a red light, whatever you want to call it, you are not connecting to your Shen. You are connecting more to your physical mm -hmm. part. And I think that's an important point because when you say Shen disturbance, what you're not talking about is um, there's your Shen is being negatively impacted no. or damaged or destroyed no. by something that's happening to you in your life, no. either you're doing it or someone else is doing it, because your Shen, the teaching is your Shen can't be damaged, it can't be destroyed, it's always there, yes. but it is disturbed because we are too much in our human energy, we're too much in our mind, <coughs> we're too much in the material world. And we also layer blocks. So, so it's almost like a beautiful candle, if you want to use that expression, that never goes out. Uh, here comes another Taoist teaching. We come from source. We will go back to source. We are source. You have got this divine, divine energy inside of you that I call Shen that can never go away. No one can ever touch. So if this applies to you and you become come through a, a dysfunctional childhood, abusive childhood, they can't touch your Shen. No one can physically touch your Shen. The only person that can disturb your Shen by blocking it is you. And that when we talk about the life lessons, it's clearing those blocks away so your Shen can come through. It is always pure. It's never diminished. It's never been affected. Mm -hmm. It's always there. It's whether you have the trust, whether you have the confidence, the knowledge to touch back to that Shen. Mm. And this is why I always say this is a spiritual teaching that when you're out of balance and experiencing red light feelings, that's telling me when I'm working with you that your Shen is disturbed. Our job is to find out what is disturbing it. That's what the golden thread does. We find the blocks, the misunderstanding, the lies, I call it, that you tell yourself, you know the three lies? I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unworthy, unlovable. This can't be true because you're blocking this divine energy that's within you as all of the time. In some ways, you're denying yourself. Mm -hmm. You're denying your true worth. 
You are punishing yourself when you say those three lies and live your life based on those lives. You are denying and, and shutting down one of the greatest, most inspirational. I love that word so much. Inspirational. I read it as in spirit. Shouldn't you be living your life in spirit? This is where you have this spark of intuition. You see all these wonderful words. This is when whatever comes in your life, in your way, you have the creative imagination to find your way around it. That's the discussion today about this amazing Shen that you have. You have it. No one can take it away from you and it will be with you all of your life the question is, are you using it correctly? Mm -hmm. and, and it's very much, I mean, as David said, all of our teachings are really spiritually based, but we spend most of our time talking about the human-centered mind, the human-centered mind being out of balance, it, us experiencing extremely uncomfortable or painful red light feelings. And we focus on that because they are the things, the human-centered mind, the core beliefs, our self-talk, they're the things that stop us from living connect in a way that's connected to our divine spiritual nature. That divine spiritual nature is always there, but all of the stuff that goes on in our head can tip us out of balance, which means that we ignore and we don't connect to this Shen essence that we have, this this superpower really within us that could be and should be guiding our life. Because don't the Taoists teach Shen as almost like the mother energy to, uh, or the parent energy to the child energy, which is the human energy? Yes. Yeah, so, so you know this this Shen. Here's another analogy. Either as, you, as Alex says, like the mother to the inner child. So the Shen should be guiding the inner child. The inner child. The human-centered mind. Yes, yeah. the human-centered mind your, as your inner child, your, as, your, uh, as, your, as your mind. And like most, like most children, they resist their mother is even though they're telling them. But here's another analogy. Imagine like you're the captain of your ship. You've got the ship, the engines, the physical thing. You're going about. You're heading toward your destination. But your compass is the Shen. It's the spiritual direction in your flow. So you should always be referring back to that inner knowing. You, you know, I say in so many videos, you always know what's right. You always do. Now you will resist yourself and you will fool yourself and you will lie to yourself. And this is why I keep on saying this is the biggest harm, the self-sabotage. We've done a video on self-sabotaging yourself because you're denying one of those most powerful, wonderful parts of who you really are. Yes, you are physical, the way you look, the way you act, the way you breathe, the, your cells, your body, and that's, that's where you live. So it's really important to look after how you exercise, how you eat, how you sleep, what you think. Vitally important. But equally as important, in my view, is this non-physical part of you. Whatever you want to call it, whatever you're comfortable with, your intuition, your gut feeling, your inspiration, your inner knowledge, your inner knowing, you always know how many times, how many times have you said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. I knew that was the wrong decision. 
Something inside of me told me that's what we're talking about, that inner knowing, and just connecting back to that. So your physical and your non-physical are more in the wu-wei balance. Yeah, because I guess what you're saying, David, is please tap into this spiritual essence, this spiritual energy, this inner knowing, inner wisdom within you, because that is an excellent guide for important life decisions and how to deal with important life challenges. And we've done a video and I'll put a link to it on connecting to your intuition rather than listening to your ego or your inner child. But equally, we're not, what we're not saying is that we should be living 100% in Shen or following our gut feeling without then further question or interrogation. Absolutely. So it, it's this merging of the two. So merging of the logical mind and, and thinking and, 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 our, and our experiences in our life to date, which obviously factor into our considerations, but equally being informed and inspired and guided by our Shen. And Absolutely. Wu Wei is the appropriate balance between those two energies. So we often talk about the pendulum, don't we? And you could think about the pendulum again. You shouldn't be too far that way. You shouldn't be too far that way. You should be in that riddle room that Alex <laughs> yeah. talks about, that bit in the middle where the merging the two together. And what I find is a lot of my clients, they are totally in this way. They're trying to keep themselves safe, protected. How can you keep yourself safe and protected from your greatest <laughs> source of inspiration? And you're cutting that out, and that's what disturbs the Shen. That's what creates the red lights, because that's when you're not being authentic and truthful. That's when you're not on your right path. This is your right path, the Wu Wei mm -hmm. in the center. Mm -hmm. You won't get it perfect. You're, you're not perfect, but you will make those slight adjustments as things come into your life, life lessons. You learn the life lesson. I would say that when you're encountering a life lesson, that's where you need to be more aware of that spiritual Shen compass that's telling you that even though things are going wrong, you've been made redundant, a relationship has broken up, there's a death to a loved one, that's when you should really be able to connect more to that Shen side of you because that Shen side of you has a wider perception, a, a, a more wider perception of everything mm -hmm. around, around you, not just focus down on the next thing. They shouldn't have done that. They're nasty. Look what they're yeah. doing. This is the mind really focusing down and the Shen will open it up. Yeah, and I think, um, as you say, there is a... The ego, the human-centered mind, that inner child, that part of our, our mind does doubt the Shen, does think, well, I can't prove this. I can't touch this. I can't, can't rely on I it. can't rely on this. I don't know this for sure. So there's always, you, I guess we've always got to be mindful of that internal resistance from our mind that says, until I know something's for sure, until I know known outcomes, I can't trust this part of me. Exactly. And so I guess for, for those of us who haven't, um, are not practiced or are not um, really attuned to or connected to their Shen, their spiritual energy, their higher self, there is a gradual, almost like a getting to know each other period. Well, I, well, <laughs> I would say a, a reintroduction because I believe that when you see children, they are connected mm. to that intuition. They yeah. do things intuitively. They, they have 
friends, you know, imaginary friends, and they and they you see a child playing, and they're creating these imaginary scenes, and they're and they're very much created, they're connected to that creative side of them. And I think, as Alex says, as we go older, as we as we get all these fears passed on to us by our parents, by school, can't do this, you mustn't do that, you've got to be careful of this. The the mind wants to be more and more in control. The mind is wanting to know what's going to happen, mm. when it's going to happen, and to be in control of that. But unfortunately, we don't live in that universe. We live in a universe of the unknown. And as you move more in the pendulum to this wanting to know, wanting to be safe, wanting to be sure, wanting to know, you move a war more away from the unknown, from uh, inspiration, from allowing things to come into your life by experiencing new experiences. Seizing opportunities that we would normally mentally and emotionally close doors Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And then we touch very much on the law of attraction, you mm -hmm. see, because when you're going around, we call it the carousel of despair, just on the known, well, this isn't working, but I kind of know it's not going to work, but I know it was... We miss out on all of yeah. the opportunities that lie in the law of attraction, in the unknown. We should embrace the unknown, and perhaps we should do a video on this, mm -hmm. embracing the unknown, because this is where your development, this is where your true shen, your true spirit will flourish. And one of the things about the Wu Wei teaching is for you to flourish, for you to be the best that you can be. How can you be the best that you can be when you're just stuck on the unknown, comparing, criticizing, being judgmental about yourself and other, and other people? You're just like a hamster on a wheel going round and around and around, and your energy is becoming more and more and more depleted rather than sailing off into the unknown and exploring the unknown and trusting in yourself. You will, you have coped with everything. I know your inner child will say, you can't cope. It's all too much. You've always coped. Every situation, no matter how bad you've been through, you've always coped. How dare you even question yourself now? Why don't you set off into that unknown and connect to your Shen and live in your authenticity? Mm. And I think, David, what you've said there really is about if we can connect to our Shen um, and, and find that Wu Wei balance between our human energy and our Shen energy in our daily life, then not only is our inner world a richer, more abundant experience, but so too is our outer world. More exciting, more fulfilling, mm -hmm. more flourishing, because you're, you're, you're pushing the boundaries back. You're living how a human being should live. Thank goodness somebody like Columbus didn't want to go off in the unknown, as we wouldn't have never found found America, you know, we, we have to as human beings, we have to try, we have to push our boundaries back. We can't keep on going around these mm -hmm. hamsters where you are denying yourself. You are not living to your full potential. And I want you to live mm. to your full potential. And I think, David, what you said about when we're children or when we're born, we innately have this spiritual connection. We are not doubting. We are not uh, an overanalyzing. We haven't got fears uh, which push us away from Shen. 
But can, then, I, can I just tell you, uh, um, as one of the Chinese masters, this is his joke. <laughs> Not very good on jokes, but this is his joke. He said, imagine uh, a child coming down the birth canal, entering into the world. And just before he enters the world, he goes, hang on, hang on. Just before I come out, who's going to feed me? Who's going to clothe me? Who's going to educate me? So where am I going to live? How's that going to work out? That's not how we are as human beings. Mm. We just come into mm. the world and we trust. We trust. That's our Shen nature. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he thinks this is hilarious. He laughs. But, it, but, sucks it's, but, that, but that's the truth. And because we, uh, as we grow older into our teenage years, into our adult years, um, the human-centered mind uh, are analyzes, overthinks, compares, criticizes, judges um, our need for con consuming and building up our mater material worth or material safety becomes more, Im more important. And so we lose the connection to Shen. So essentially what we're talking about now is a reawakening to something that's already within us. I, I think that's one way you could say, if you like that word, I would prefer reconnection. Mm -hmm. I would prefer that that's always been there. You see, it will never go away. And this is very important if you've had a difficult childhood. And I have clients who said they've been soiled or they've been damaged or they'll never be the same again. And this is why this Shen teaching when I'm working with those clients is so important because I have to try my best to convince them. It doesn't matter what happened to them physically, emotionally. No one can touch that candlelight of Shen. That is still shining brightly. Even you can't doubt it. What you can do is to cover it up, is to disconnect from it. That's the Shen disturbance when you disconnect to it. And all of our teachings, and Alex is right, we, we focus because we think that's more effective on the inner child and how you deal with the inner child and, and all the lies the inner child tells you and what the inner child is trying to achieve. Remember, the inner child is not your enemy. It's trying to achieve the unachievable. Your inner child is trying to keep you safe emotionally safe, which is a nonsense because you create the emotions and that's why it never works. So we focus on that, but we should never forget our Shen because our Shen is there waiting for us to welcome us back into our correct path. You will never be on your Wu Wei when you're ignoring this inspirational, intuitive, gut feeling side of you. You can never, because you're on some kind of a circle round and round, trying to prove something, trying to be better than other people, trying to live in this material world. Now we do have to live in this material world. We're talking about the style that you live yeah. in this material world. We're not denying the material world. We're not denying that you live in a, ma a material thing where people are telling you, you must have a new car, you must have a new house, you must have, you must be you must be fatter, you must have new clothes, but you have to be connected to this Shen all of this time, or you cannot be discerning. You cannot make authentic judgments if you're denying this part mm -hmm. of you. So if what you're saying is if we're allowing the human-centered mind to run our life, we can't make authentic decisions, awesome. judgments, choices. Uh, about anything, whether it's career, relationships, friendships, money matters, uh, what 
our what is our passion purpose. Absolutely. So right from the big high level stuff down to the minute of every day. Absolutely. And we're going to do a follow up video to this video, which really gets down to the nuts and bolts of how you can live a spiritual life in day to day. So practical things that you can do and practical things that you, you don't need to do. So we'll do that as a follow up video. But I think, David, the point is that this, this Shen is already within us. It's not something that has to be given to us by a guru yeah. or a god yeah. or by studying really, really hard for years or by yeah. going to live on top of a mountaintop yeah. or by meditating all day long or by any form of suffering or sacrifice. That would be our message. Well, that's, well, that's why the analogy of a newborn ba baby is a great analogy. Again, a teaching from the masses in China. If you want to see the most truest, authentic Taoist, look at a newborn baby. Look what they can do with their <laughs> limbs. Look how yeah. they, they can cry all day because they're breathing properly. Yeah. And so this is something you already have. If you like this expression, it's your gift. It's your gift from the cosmos, from the universe. It's not something you have to earn or somebody else gives it to you. This is why this teaching is non-religious. You, We all have it. Everyone ha has it. This is the oneness that we keep talking about. You're, when you deny your Shen, the only person that's really suffering is you. You're denying yourself. You're not using a, a, a fantastic power. <laughs> it's hard to give it a name. A fantastic energy that you've got, you're denying it because, oh, well, I want to be sure. Oh, well, I want to be protected. Oh, I don't want to be hurt. Oh, I'm worried about what other people think about me. You see, it pales into insignificance. I'm worried about what other people think about me. When you have this immense universal power inside of mm -hmm. you, what does it matter what other people think about you? This is when I say to you, what other people think of you is none of your business. What is more important is what you think of you and what you think about how awesome you are, mm -hmm. how amazing you are and you have to stop this nonsense because you've just fallen into a trap and this trap is like a comfort blanket it's very familiar to you but you have to be careful of com comfort blankets because they can also stifle you and they can keep you trapped down don't fall for it and if you're digging that hole worrying about what other people think trying to be better than them trying to have a better car trying to have a better life you're on the treadmill and that will just end up with you being exhausted and self-sabotaging. And it's like a vortex. We call it the carousel of despair. That always ends in despair, some kind of despair. Either you're saying something about yourself that's wrong. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. Or I'm so tired. I can't get out of bed. I can't leave. You don't understand, David. I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I've got no energy. There's an abundance of energy connect to the abundance of the universe. I think <laughs> what you just said there with this um, almost being becoming very self-consumed, very self-absorbed, very selfish in the way we uh, compare, criticize, judge, want to protect ourselves. That that's a trait of the human-centered mind. Whereas 
the essence of Shen or Shen energy connects to a very powerful word you use there, David, which is oneness. So am I right in thinking that Shen, the Shen energy is essentially the energy that connects all of us? So the human, so my human energy, my physical body, my, my mind, my brain is, belongs to me. But the Shen energy is also mine, but it's part of the collective energy. So we're part. That's why that's saying we come from source. Mm -hmm. We go back to source. We are source. We are all connected. You are connected, from my understanding, to what I would teach to everything. Trees, flowers, the universe. And, and, and remember, I said it a few, a few sessions ago. I used to say about 10 years ago, and you thought it was a bit kind of woo-woo, <laughs> When, when I used to say, look at the stars, we are made of cosmic stardust. And now the scientists are saying exactly the same. You, not your, not somebody sitting next to you, you are made of cosmic stardust. You are made of the same material as the universe. You are the universe. How can you be better or worse? How can you be not good enough? How do you want to be superior? How could you be perfect? You see, when you start to really look at all these ideas that the inner child or the human-centered mind gives you, they're all nonsensical. They don't stand up to any kind of deeper thought. But we live our lives because it's very familiar and we get used to it. And we fall into the trap that somehow even the concept, please take a moment and just drop your shoulders. How could you be emotionally safe when you create the emotion? You create the emotion. How can you be safe for something that you create? If you don't like the emotion, guess what? Don't create it. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Live in your flow. You are amazing. You are awesome. And if you don't think you are, then write down and tell me what is it about you that's not awesome. And don't write, well, I'm not perfect, because what's perfect? Who judges perfect? You see, now you go to this hierarchical value of what's better than what. Yeah, they're better than me. They have a better car. Look at them. They're doing more than me. I'm doing less than them. Oh, my goodness. Think about how much energy you waste. Mm -hmm. Throw away. And I think... David, that this idea of striving to be to be something better than the divineness that we already are, but don't appreciate. Often, um, of course, we can talk about material stuff and and you know striving to have a bigger car, better car, bigger house, better house, better job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you can also equally go out of balance by striving for. A, a false perfection in terms of being spiritually awakened or spiritually attuned. You know, um, there is no god or guru in our teachings. If there is, you are the Unless guru. We're all. You're we're you're all. the you're the god, and so is everyone else. Exactly. And so, and that and that would be our Wu Wei wisdom teaching. And no. so, again, it's about getting the human centered mind, the ego, the inner child out the way to allow you to recognize that truth, that fact, and then your life will flow. Then your life will be in abundance. Now, David, I wanted to pick you up on something, this idea of oneness. Now, 
I know you said it's not about awakening, it's about reconnecting. But a lot of people uh, in our Facebook community and a lot of our clients ask us about, you know, uh, I'm not sure whether I've had a spiritual awakening. All of a sudden, I'm like viewing the world completely differently from how I viewed my life up to date. Um, so I wanted you to share what you call your spiritual reconnection or spiritual awakening. And then I can kind of talk about mine just to give people an idea of the fact that there are so many possibilities. There's no one direct path to this reconnection. Well, for me, it happened in China. Um, I'd been going to China for, at that time, about 25 years, um, living in China, living at the Wudong Mountains, going there regularly. And it happened one day out of the blue, and, and I knew it happened, and I knew my life would change, but I could never explain it. It was almost like went beyond words for me, and I tried my best to explain it so other people could get an idea, because I think everybody's reconnection is unique to them. And then somebody recommended a book, and I recommended to you, Anita Murajani, Dying to Be Me. And it's a quite an interesting book. It's quite a big, a quick book to read. And it's about her, um, what, what would you call it? She had cancer and she, and she died and, and, and came. She back. had a new, a new, a death, new death experience. She had terminal can- cancer, was obviously dying in hospital and she died and ha- and then came back to life. So it was de- kind of described as a near death experience. And you, and you can make your judgment. On, on that book. It's, it's an interesting book to read. I'll put a read. link in the video yeah. description It's an interesting below. book to read. I'm not saying she's right or wrong. I'm saying you, as you make your judgment. But one thing in that book, when I read it, it actually made me cry because she described something. And when I read I even now talking about it, I'm tingling all, all, all over. And if I had hair, it'd be standing <laughs> up on the back of my head because this is how she described it. It's like we're living our life with a a torch, a flashlight, and we're in a completely black room, dark, can't see anything except through the beam of this torch. And we live our life through this torch. And as we go through, this torch beam becomes narrower and narrower and narrower until it's like a pinprick. So if I'm looking at the pinprick, I can see you, but I couldn't see anything else around it. And then one day I was in a meditation and going through the teachings and talking to myself the way I talk to you, quite firmly, quite strongly. And then something happened. And this is how she described it. And I absolutely agree with her. It was like someone switched the lights on. And all of a sudden, I could see everything. I could see everything. My perception opened wide up. And instead of being judgmental, instead of worrying about, oh, I'm cold. In I was in China. I was always cold. I was always hungry. I was always this. I was always wanting to go home. Could I do it? Did I want to do it? I was always whimpering. I was, I, I, I used to, I used to annoy myself by whimpering and moaning and groaning. And all of a sudden it just opened up and it was just like everything was in technicolor. And then I saw people in a totally different way. I saw myself in a totally different way. I wasn't so judgmental. I wasn't so critical of myself. I wasn't so critical of all, of all, of other people. I suddenly started to sleep. 
We used to we used to eat there most of the times rice and cabbage. I actually started <laughs> to enjoy the rice and cabbage. I couldn't believe it. And it was like, wow, this tastes nice now. And it's this reconnection to who you are. And I think that during our lives, we get so much mm. rubbish laid on top of what we can, what we can't, what we shouldn't do, what they're doing. You're doing that. You haven't passed your exam. You've got to do this. You've got to go in this career. You've got to do that. All of these, what you must and mustn't do, I think these are layers on top of your shame. And doing the practice, and this is why I share, because I'm ordained to make Taoism accessible, to share with you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying that I truly, truly believe you are awesome. We've just done our autumn retreat. And at the beginning of the retreat, I always <laughs> say this, we were absolutely fortunate. We had a lovely, lovely, lovely retreat like, uh, like this year with people really wanting to be involved and to share and to ask questions. And the first thing I say to them, and they all laugh, but I mean it. I said, the, the, the subject of this weekend retreat is, I think you're awesome and you're going to prove me wrong. <laughs> and this is what we try and do on yeah. these videos. Yeah. I truly believe you're awesome. Now you prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. So you have this strong, and I guess you, you would say that this um, complete reframing, this eye-opening experience, yeah. this dawning of what is you believe like is reality that. happened to you like a light switch coming yeah. on and the light switch has stayed on since that date it's stayed on since since that date but you have to do a little bit yeah, of work because <laughs> <laughs> because we're living in yeah, yeah, a universe you... that keeps on wanting to shut you down so have you had this when you've said something like oh the penny's dropped mm -hmm. it's the same type of thing not probably so big as i'm talking about or I've just had a light, somebody said on the weekend, I've just had a light bulb moment. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I see. Then once you have that light bulb moment, then you have to work at it. Yeah. Now you have to mm -hmm. stop everything else from clouding back in at you. It's like if you've just weed, I'm not a gardener, but if you weeded your garden, you can't say, well... That's it. No more weeds. <laughs> we, I can leave yeah, the weeds yeah, yeah. now. It's clear of weeds. Maintenance. You've got to do the maintenance. And, do and also, maintenance. you know, most people don't get to go and live in China exactly. and train I don't think with you monks, need to the monks go. and masters yeah. and, and learn about their stories and teachings. We have to, we live in reality. We live in society. <clears throat> Most of us live in Western society. <clears throat> and um, as we said almost right at the beginning, it's the, the key is doing, if you do spiritually reconnect, uh, have that awakening, whatever you want to call it, it's about doing the maintenance, which is about really, which is about all of our teachings, getting the human centered mind out of the way and back into a balance to allow the Shen to shine and flourish and to guide you. Now, my, what I would call my, I wouldn't call it awakening because it wasn't a kind of a sudden thing. Um, for me, it's like a, it's been a gradual dawning. Slow burn. A slow, it's been a slow but happy burn. Um, I, I guess my position where I am now in terms of my Shen journey <laughs> and how I relate to Shen is completely different from David's. And I think the next person will be completely different. And again, that's another important point. No one's journey or state of connection is the same. No one's is better or worse. Again, we don't get into judgmental comparing. 
But I always had an inner kind of inkling that there was something more. I was always naturally drawn to, I guess the word would be esoteric or alternative things. And uh, from a teenager, I'm a very <laughs> sensitive person and I don't know whether that, that has a connection to it. But I've, as a teenager, I was always exploring alternative things, different belief systems, different perspectives, different healing modalities. And over time, I have never kind of fully aligned myself to one thing or another thing or another thing. I've I've almost collected my thoughts and my beliefs and my views almost like as a happy hybrid of um, what I believe is true to me. Um, I'm definitely still on my journey. I definitely have to do work every day to keep my human-centered mind from going out of balance. But I do believe I am leading a spiritually connected life now, and I'm really happy with that. And I think my spiritually connected, connected life now will be different next year, will be different in 10 years' time, because I know it's a growing and evolving journey, and I find that really exciting. Me too. Me too, yeah. and that's a step into the unknown. And once you say well, I've reached it, I'm perfect, then you're absolutely the farthest away. Yeah. We're all, you know, I say on all the videos, we're all in this together. Share, write in what you disagree with. That's good. But always say, you know, I say in the video, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And that's very important because that crystallizes your mind on your journey. And your journey might be different to our journey. And you have to honor and respect your journey. Um, and David, just before we finish, I just want to pick up on one thing you said you were going to explain is, um, you know, when we talk about the labels, mm -hmm. um, so higher self, spiritual side, <clears throat> essence, um, so many different labels, there's no problem in, in whatever you want no. to call it, because again, it's a personal thing that reflects that energy we're talking about. You said you don't like using the word soul. Yeah, I, I resist using the word soul because in my um, lifetime and my experience, I was brought up in a Christian household and uh, very religious, very religious household, went to a religious school. For me personally, it has very strong connotations and connections with religious, with religion. And really what we're teaching is non-religion. You, you, I'm happy if you're religious or not religious. It, it really doesn't worry me. Because what I'm teaching is something different. It's it's the way of being with nature, being natural, being yourself, being authentic. And for me, I always slightly resist the word soul because of that mm -hmm. connection that yeah. I've got in my exactly. head. You may not have that connection. Exactly. And that's fine. Then if you're happy with soul, that's fine. But for me, it connects to religion and all the teachings around your soul yeah. from my Christian background and I want to steer away from that you see I don't want to I don't want to have that debate with you because that's your journey but I, for me personally that's why I prefer I much prefer things like uh, in intuition instinct inner knowing because that to me is something that that brings no baggage with it I don't want to bring any extra baggage with it I just want you to understand that you Please, 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 if you take one thing away from today, you already have everything you need. No one can give it to you 
Why would you want someone else to give it to you? Why are you looking for that validation, reassurance that we talk about on every video? When you've got everything, you've got the crown jewels already. <laughs> Why are you looking externally where you should be looking internally? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, David. So in next week's video, we're going to be talking, as I said, about how to lead a spiritually connected life. You know, what do we do every day? What don't we do? And also, uh, we're going to introduce to you a, a new concept that we've not talked about, but again, which is absolutely fundamental to our wisdom teachings, and that is the Shen contract. So please tune in next week for, da, da, da. for that video <laughs> because you will you'll learn some great things. If you've enjoyed this video, if you can relate to anything we've said, if you have had some powerful takeaways or insights, please comment below. You know, as always, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.